All around the world, people are floundering. There's something missing, something more that they just can't grasp. Do you feel it too? Welcome to the Higher Purpose Podcast. Every week, host Kevin Monroe will help you navigate to your true north and flourish in faith, business, and life. You found us for a reason. Stay tuned to find out why. You're listening to The Higher Purpose Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Monroe. This is episode 18 of The Higher Purpose Podcast. We're doing something a little different today. I've invited my friend and collaborator, Christy Kern, to join me now that the Navigating North Summit is history, and we're going to debrief what we learned and the experiences we had, all in hopes of encouraging you on your purpose project to find, fulfill, pursue purpose in business life and leadership. So listen in as we talk about the Navigating North Summit. Oh, in case you weren't part of the summit, need a little bit of history. It was a five-day summit that ran October 31st through November 3rd. Each day of the summit, there were three featured conversations, interviews around various subjects of purpose. We had a daily deeper dive discussion with a that was a panel discussion where three of my friends joined me for conversations on purpose. And then we invited people to continue the conversation as you still can on the Higher Purpose community on Facebook. So listen in as Christy and I have this stimulating conversation on the Navigating North Summit. All right, so here we are, and I'm turning it over to Christy, who is going to guide this conversation. Christy, welcome to the Higher Purpose Podcast. Thanks. It's really fun to be here. And I'm excited to debrief this summit with you. Um, I know we learned a lot, and we're really hoping that some of the things that we've learned uh, will be useful for other people. It's always fun to see a little bit of behind the curtain, right? That's right. So that's what we're doing. So I am turning it over to you. <laughs> All right. So first, let's start for anybody who's hearing this for the first time and has no idea the context of what we're talking about. Um, let's give them a little background. So first off, why a summit um, and why a summit on purpose? Okay. Well, a, a summit is just the opportunity to use modern technology to uh have a conversation, or in our case, conversations is what we wanted to do, not just presentations, conversations around purpose, and to gather people where people could come together and hear conversations when it's available for them or convenient for them, not just on our timetable. So, you know, the whole idea of a summit's kind of like a live conference, but virtual. So there are multiple sessions that happen during a day's time, but in a summit, you can hear those when it's convenient for you rather than having to join at 9 a.m. each morning to catch the nine o'clock session. So for us, um, you know, our work or, or my work in recent years has really been around helping people find purpose in business life and leadership. Um, and, and I was planning this summit on purpose. And originally it was going to be called the Higher Purpose Summit. And then somewhere along the way, uh, this the, the phrase navigating north kind of dropped in wherever it drops, head, heart, mind, something like that. And we, we started playing around with those terms, the Navigating North Summit. So we wanted to encourage and inspire people to passionately pursue purpose in, in their life and leadership. So that was what we wanted to do was convene over a five-day period uh, some conversations to help people 
on that journey. All right. So I want to dig into a few of the things that we learned along the way. But first, I want to um, kind of tee up the rest of our conversation with probably, say, the cliffhanger that everyone's waiting for. And we're just going to go straight to this. Do you think the summit itself was a success? Wow. Uh, well, that's a fun conversation in and of itself. And, and Christy, as you know, you and I have had this conversation multiple times, both before the summit, during the summit, and after the summit. So let me say something, um, and, and let me point people. We did a episode of the Higher Purpose Podcast, episode 14, where we were talking about the design of the summit leading up to it. So we're not going to go into a lot of that. If you're really interested in some of those aspects, uh, listen to episode 14, uh, where Amy Robles was the guest, I mean, the guest host and interviewed me leading into the summit. So when we set out to do a summit on purpose, we really realized that we needed to do some things differently. Um, Christy, you and I have both participated in a lot of summits, and there were things that we saw that we didn't really like about summits. There was a lot that we thought was really good about summits. So we had this desire to repurpose the summit. So one of the things that I will say um, as we start talking about was the summit a success or not, you know, I think that's actually the wrong question. And I've had to remind myself, as you know, uh, that, wow, we didn't set out to be successful. Let me, let me unpack that for folks that are listening. You go, well, why would you do something if you didn't want to be successful? That is a great question. And for us, when we set out uh, studying, taking courses, learning from others who had done summits, I had been told there were like, you know, three or four primary goals you had to have for a summit. With a summit, did you want to grow your email list? Did you want to sell a product? Did you want to enroll people in a course? Those were the primary goals people have for summits. And I said, wow, we want to have a different goal. The goal is to serve people well on their journey to purpose. And at first, I was told that couldn't be a goal. So then we got into the philosophical discussion of why can't that be a goal? And then this goes back. Years ago, I had the opportunity of being mentored by Chuck Colson, the, the founder of Prison Fellowship, one of the Watergate co-conspirators. You know, so this kind of depends on the age range of people listening. You go, what's a Watergate? Hey, if, if you don't know that, look it up. It was one of the most interesting periods in uh, American politics uh, that led to President Nixon um, leaving office. Chuck Colson was one of the insiders, but Chuck Colson had, he knew Mother Teresa. Now, you know, I, I think that's pretty cool that I knew people that knew Mother Teresa. I never met Mother Teresa. But Mother Teresa gave Chuck Colson a little plaque, three words. And I remember Chuck talking about these three words transformed his life. The three words were faithfulness, not success. So that's a long answer to the question. We set out to do a summit and to use summit technology, but use it for a different end and the end required that we do means differently, that we did things differently. And, and so we can go into to whatever degree you want of that. But that meant uh, our goal was to serve people well on their journey to purpose. And we wanted to be faithful to that. So asking the question, was the summit a success or not? And I have asked that question so many times. And every, 
sooner or later, when I answer that question, I come back to that's the wrong question. The right answer or the better question to ask is, were we faithful on the mission that we were given to steward? So I love that answer. And I love it too, because when you and I were also talking about this, the other thing that we realized was that, um, however you want to phrase this, but this was an entry point for us into this reaching more people. And so by measuring it, it's really easy to look at something and measure it as a success or a failure, kind of full stop based on one experience. And I think one thing we both realized was that if this is really the starting point in a journey towards whatever, if maybe this becomes a series of summits down the road, if this turns into other ways to have connections and conversations with people, part of that faithfulness is for us to keep going, you know, to take what we've learned here and and not just to say, well, all right, let's write down some notes and run a podcast and move on with our life. But the faithfulness comes in actually continuing this journey and figuring out how to continue to serve people well, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I appreciate you bringing those points into the conversation. And and one of the things that uh, maybe we'll get in, maybe we won't, but we structured the summit around conversations. And so we had featured conversations rather than bringing speakers in to just let you hear a speaker speak. We had featured conversations where I sat down and interviewed 16 different Um, featured conversationalists about their journey to purpose. Then we had these deeper dive panel discussions, which were deeper dive conversations. And then we also encouraged people to continue the conversation in in community groups uh, through a Facebook community, uh, the Higher Purpose community on Facebook, or wherever. Uh, There were people that came along that hosted conversations. They would bring people together and watch the some of the videos from the summit, and then they would have conversations. So the whole point was more getting people into conversation. And so I'm really happy that you and I are kind of debriefing this more in a conversation. It's really fun. And I think they, um, you know, you and I were talking about this too, that sometimes it's fun to feel like you get to sit in on someone's conversation, right? As you hear them process things and it it feels kind of um, a little more organic sometimes in an interview. There's a time and place for both, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so so folks, we are. We're, we're just having a conversation. We're inviting you into that conversation. And our desire is that as you hear us talk about this, that, that it really encourages you. Because, folks, this all started with a dream, a, a dream to do this summit. And, and I'll be quite honest, there was a point <laughs> where it's like, okay, I'm stuck in the dream. And I think... Uh, most of us, let me just say this, everybody I know that has it, that is chasing a big dream at some point gets stuck and it's easy to get overwhelmed and it's really easy to just quit and say, well, the time's not right. The team's not right or, or whatever. I'm not the right person. Maybe somebody else will do this. And so what we really hope by kind of, you know, being very conversational and very uh, open, authentic, and transparent about this is that you realize, hey, you too could go do something. You you may not have the desire to do a summit, but hopefully people will be inspired to do summits. Hopefully, whatever it is that you're wanting to do, you will be inspired to go and take the next step on that journey. So you hit on the idea that we renamed the idea of uh, these interviews as conversations in the summit. And so one thing that when you and I sat down and talked about the idea of running a summit, 
we both loved the idea for the reach that it would have. And we both had various issues, if you will, with how summits were run. There were certain things about the model itself that didn't fit very well with both of our personalities and our goals of serving people well. Um, and so mm-hmm. let's talk about some of the um, changes that we made to the summit model as a whole and how that might have actually, okay. we assume certain things um, <laughs> both about the model and our audience. Do you want to dig into that a little bit? Sure. Okay, so whether or not you've ever participated in a summit, um, that that is a question. One, okay, so we had this, uh, because Christy and I live in these circles where so many people, uh, there's summits happening every week somewhere. You could be in on a summit. I'm sure there, you know, there are multiple summits going on right now. So one of the things, we started looking at that and, and, the dirty little secret to some summits, okay, kind of the summit model, is to make it so overwhelming that there is no way possible people can consume all of the content you create for the summit. Therefore, you package all of the products. You, you package all of the uh, sessions of the summit into a product and sell the product. So the whole goal is to overwhelm people so they feel forced to buy the recordings. And and we felt that was wrong. Uh, now, and so we did not want to overwhelm people. Uh, and I'll just say, that's one of the things we realized we didn't go far enough. We still overwhelmed people in our desire to not overwhelm people with so much con- content. Uh, so we restricted it from five or, you know, so some summits are 10, 12 days, even 20 days, 21 day summits, and they have five, six, seven conversations a day. So we wanted to compress it over the course of one week, five days, October 31st through November 3rd, just three conversations a day. Uh, and then so many of these are just kind of sit and get models. And I have never, I mean, I speak at a lot of conferences. I attend a lot of conferences. I've never enjoyed the sit and get model where you as a, a audience member, your whole role is to just come and sit. Um, and so we wanted to do other conversations that allowed people interaction. So each day of the summit, we also integrated that deeper dive discussion where we brought uh, three people a day, different people each day of the week. So there were 15 people that served on panels and we did a panel discussion. And this was an idea that was just one of those hunches. Uh, You know, I love the whole idea of intuition and, and we need to get more comfortable with our intuition and follow the intuition. I don't know of any summit that had done live panel discussions. I really don't. I'm not saying there aren't any that have done. I'm just saying, I don't know of those. There's so many technology uh, potential flaws and challenges. I mean, this is the, the, the challenge of anytime you're doing something live is it might not work. Uh, and then, you know, what do you do? So, but we said, okay, we're going to do live panel discussions. And we did those. And Christy, as you know, that's where some of the real magic happened. And, and there ended up being tons of energy around the live conversations and people were some people showed up every day and and so we did it at 9 a.m eastern time because we had a global audience we had people from europe uh, asia the middle east uh we'll talk about that in a moment but we were trying to have time zones that made it 
broadly accessible, which meant some of our panelists were were joining from the uh, West Coast. And we did them at 10 a.m. Did I say 9 a.m.? We did them 10 a.m., which meant it was 7 a.m. in the morning for some people that were on panels. Um, but the live panels worked. We, Other than... Um, Wondering if some panelists are actually going to make it on time, and one day somebody didn't, but it all worked. It's true, and I think um, I think this is you know getting a little bit into the surprises. Some of the things that were just you know just this crazy idea turned out to be some of the as you said some of the magic of the summit. Um, so one of the things that when we when we were talking about summits, we assumed for better, for worse, because we're so familiar with the idea of a summit and we see them coming into our inbox multiple times a week of this summit and that summit. We went into this a little bit, assuming that the majority of our audience would be equally familiar with the idea of a summit and that they would see that we were doing things about a bit differently, right? And one of the things we came to realize a little bit was that we, while it was great, the changes we made, I think were really good changes to how, how we ran the summit. Um, our audience actually wasn't familiar with the model as a whole for the most part. And so it, it was a really good reminder to us that yeah. we could have, you know, blown the sides off of this thing and done something very different um, if we wanted to. So, yeah, I think we thought, you know, that, that we knew this would be the first summit for some of our audience, the first time to participate in a summit. What we didn't expect is that somewhere between 75 to 80% of our audience would be first-timers. We thought it'd be more like a third to, to maybe up to a half. And then we find out, you know, it's, it's over 75%. People, what's a summit? Oh, this sounds cool. This is really great. What are you doing here? And how do you? How does this work? And we're like, wow, we were blown away by that. So the whole idea of live panels being—they uh, uh, didn't know anything to compare it with. I, I do want to say this: one of the reasons why the live panels were so awesome uh, was that there. And okay, there's this pedestal problem in the world today, um, and that is that we largely. People listening, those of you listening, Christy, me, it's easy for us to put people on pedestals. Now, granted, there are a few people in the world that seek to put themselves on a pedestal, but most of the people on a pedestal are not on a pedestal of their own doing. They were, they were building a platform to get a message out or to do work. And all of a sudden, you know, in this celebrity saturated mentality, we all of a sudden we see people with, oh, they're special, you know, and we put them on a pedestal. So one of the things, it would have been just, you know, six, seven months ago, the, the 15 people that served as panelists could just have easily been the featured conversations, but they were panelists. And what people connected with them is they could identify with them. Oh, this is somebody like me. They're dealing with issues in life and issues at work and issues in family just like I am. And, you know, and kind of being real and authentic. And I think that was one of the things that that's a desire that I, I have in life and work is to kind of cut through all of that and just be real, uh, just be ourselves and allow people to get to know us flaws and all. And when people see that, they're, oh, 
wow, I could do that. You know, hey, if if Kevin and Christy can pull off a summit, we could pull off a summit. And yes, you can. Yes, you can. As long as you build an awesome team like we built an awesome team. But that part, you know, really brought people along. Uh, so what you're to to the point you made a moment ago. Yeah, we could have done things even more radically different than we did, which we'll probably do next time we do a summit. We won't let the cat out of the bag on all of those things, but I do want to circle back to the idea of the speakers. And I think this was another maybe assumption we made also struggling sometimes from the idea of us that we put other people on a pedestal as well. So do you want to talk a little bit about how um, surprising it was some of the partners and that came on board on both sides? Um, I think we both thought that there might be some people who were going to be easy yeses. Um, and there were some people who were such long shots that there was no way they would ever participate in any measure. <laughs> Tell us yeah. a little bit about that. Yeah. So there, there were a lot of surprises here. So let me, let me kind of put a, a phrase that, that I learned. And that's uh, the power of purpose as a means of attraction or drawing. When you just started talking about purpose, people are drawn to purpose. Um, you know, so there's this thing I, I've studied copywriting, and you know, you try to write the perfect email. Um, and in a lot of that, Christy, you know, what, what I was kind of taught, some of the perfect emails are like books. There are 42 paragraphs in the perfect email. And for me, that makes it imperfect all of a sudden. And, and so we, in this process, um, I used a, a means that I have used a lot, and that is very organic relationship. Just asking people, who do you know who would be a great guest for the Navigating North Summit? I'd tell people what we're doing. And then people would start saying, oh, you ought to, you know, uh, uh, Todd Henry. Um, John Maxwell, uh, Marshall Goldsmith. These are names I started getting. I'm thinking, well, how do you get to these people? You know, and some of these are bigger names. And, and you're like, well, gosh. Uh, then I realized, how do you get to people? You just ask. I mean, that's the other big lesson learned here, folks. Uh, the power of asking and asking authentically. So rather than writing these long emails, uh, I was sitting there create, drafting emails to a couple of the people that were bigger names that we thought, gosh, it's a long shot. And I just said, hey, here's how I know you. Here's where we met. Here's what we're doing. We're doing a summit on purpose. Here's why you'd be a perfect partner for this or a perfect you know, to speaker. Want to join us? And it was amazing. How many people said, sure, I'm in. Uh, now, some people came back and said, yeah, but I've got some questions or yeah, but the, you know, there's some conditions of how we participate. And, and all of that was just really fun. Uh, and then there were some people that we, as you said, we just thought they'd just jump right on. And then one of the things we realized, people are incredibly busy and people have other commitments. Uh, people need longer ramp time than we were working with for them to get it on their calendar. So there were all of these things we learned. But what we learned is, you know, just to kind of trust the process. And we ended up having an amazing group. Um, I'm going to pause a moment, but there's another lesson learned that I got to come back and talk to. I, I like um, the idea. That, yes. And I, I think on your idea of lessons learned that people are incredibly busy. And I, you know, one thing that I think we did really well 
And we, for those of you who don't know the inside process, we probably moved our date back maybe three times from the time we first um, set out to do this. It kept getting bumped back for various reasons. Um, but I also think that all things considered, we pulled this off in a relatively short window of time. Yes, we did. And there might have been things that suffered a little bit because of the speed which we worked at. And at the same time, I think that for a first go around, it was important for us to have a short time window because I think it pushed us to get things done that maybe we would have pushed out or tried to be perfectionistic about or wait until it was better or we had something different. And I think that committing to a shorter time window, especially for our first summit, was actually uh, beneficial for us because it pushed us to deliver or to ship as uh, Seth Godin would say. Seth, thank you. Seth Godin always says, um, you know, and, and like you said, one thing we learned is that maybe next time, now that we've gone through the process and we understand it a bit better, we do know that certain people, you know, we are all incredibly busy. People have, you know, a lot of things filling their calendars. So to ask them to partner with us in any way, to ask them to um, support us in different ways by promoting us, things like this, these folks do need a little bit more time in their schedule. Yeah. So the key word and I'm glad you brought it out there. Um, but the key word that's, that creates so many challenges for me in my mind, folks, is this idea of perfection. Mm-hmm. And let's delay because if we delay, it will be better, you know, and we can perfect this and we can perfect that. And, and that is one of the keys. Um, the whole idea of perfection is a myth. You know, one of the things I've come to realize, hey, if I'm involved in it, it is not going to be perfect. Period. If I'm involved in it, it's not going to be perfect. So that's really good. Just accept that it's not going to be perfect and move forward. Uh, You know, done is better than perfect. And so the whole idea of whatever it is that's in your heart right now, as you're listening to this and you're saying, well, oh, if it's write a book, if it's create a course, if it's run a program, if it's start something, if it's, you know, if it's just invite somebody to a conversation, if it's run a summit, just get started. Don't worry about perfecting it. Just get started started. Uh, So one of the things, a lesson learned is uh, it's not important to get everything right, but it is extremely important to get the important things right. And somehow, folks, we got more of the important things right than wrong. We did not get everything right. But because we focused from the beginning on relationship, we were able to make it a very relational Uh, summit and and to invest in relationships. And and so, you know, it it blew our minds. One of our partners in the middle of the summit sent an email and said, gosh, you guys are summit pros. And we just laughed. We're like, oh yeah, you know, this is our first summit and we've perfected the process. No, but what it meant was it, it just, it was, it was confirmation that we were getting the important things right, that we were making people feel valued. So one of the things, Christy, to kind of go behind the scenes, and I remember the conversation we had. Folks, if you've – Christy and I are recording this on the Saturday after Black Friday, okay? Your email box, like my email inbox, was probably blown up yesterday. You know, but wait, there's more. Here's another email, and, more, you know, here's our special today, and you've got 12 hours. Now you've got eight hours. You've got six hours. You've got four hours. You know, all of these countdown emails. Um, We just wanted to do something and attempt that every email 
encouraged people. Every email brought inspiration. There was no email that was simply self-serving for the point of promoting something about the summit. Now, did we do that right? Perfectly? No, of course not. But I think having that as a goal, and I remember somebody respond or people responding to a couple of emails along the way that really let us know that they found encouragement in the email. So that's one of the things I want to say is study the methods. Well, here's another lesson learned. You've got to know the rules so you can break the rules on purpose. You you don't want to just go in and violate the rules. Sometimes you really screw up doing that. But if you study the rules, you know what rules you want to break and why you want to break them. So we sent fewer emails, but gosh, we probably could have sent even fewer because some people go, God, there's still a lot of emails. Uh, And then we realized how we had to simplify the emails. Uh, just one call to action, one link, make it simple. You know, if there's multiple links, some people are going to click the wrong link. So there are all of these simplification processes. This this was learning in real time for us. So for any of you who were joining us for the summit and getting emails, you probably saw the evolution that we were changing things and rewriting things real time as we were getting feedback. And and I will say too, I know we're all busy people. And so a lot of times a call goes out and says, hey, just let us know how we're doing. Can we make this better? And we say, oh, I'm sure somebody else will write in and and help them. And I will tell you, as people asking for that feedback, it is hugely valuable. Every bit of feedback that we got, I mean, we filtered it to, is this relevant to, you know, more people than just one? But typically the answer to that is yes. If you're having trouble with the link, that probably means most people are. Or if you're overwhelmed with content, that's it you know, good indication that probably other people are too. And so we, we were so grateful for the feedback that we got from people um, just to understand how we are. If our goal was to serve people well, we wanted to continue refining things so that we were meeting that goal. Yes. Yeah. And, and if you're listening to this and you're one of those people that responded, thank you. You know, yeah. we, we appreciate the feedback. Uh, feedback is a gift. Um, and, and okay, so going back in some of the early conversations, this was another theme that came out, and it, it comes out in in planning conversations. Christy and I continue to have on other projects that we're working on, and yes, there will be other summit projects. There will it's ongoing. Uh, we we've we're got a survey open now, soliciting input from people, asking you, hey, what does it take for you to live? more on purpose in 2018 and how can we help with that so if you're listening to this podcast in the notes somewhere there'll be a link to that survey you can go and fill that out we'd appreciate your feedback to that Uh, early in the process christy and i were having these conversations and we would frequently hear one of us say well i'm the only one thinking this folks here's something i want you to take away If you are not the only one feeling what you're feeling, you're not the only one experiencing what you're experiencing, you're not the only one thinking what you're thinking, and here's some of the magic. Your tribe, your community, whatever that that label you like is, uh, your people are the people who are feeling the same thing you're feeling in the experience that you're having, whatever it is, those are the people that are going to resonate with you. So don't write it off and say, oh, I'm the only one. No, there there are myriads of people, possibly millions of people feeling exactly what you're feeling. 
speak it out, draw them in. That's your audience. I love that. I, I love that point. And I think that um, our next project that Kevin and I are kind of working on has come out of that very idea that there are certain things that we have both realized aren't working for us. And we have made the assumption uh, that we're the only ones. And when we started talking about it and realizing that there are probably a lot of other folks out there liking like us, just waiting for someone to speak up and kind of usher them into the place of realizing they're not alone in this as well. That's right. And we're not going to reveal what that is in this <laughs> podcast episode, but you will hear about it soon. Just a little teaser. Um, I Let's talk about a few lessons learned, uh, kind of as they apply to a general, for folks who are looking at, maybe it's, like you said, starting something. Maybe it's stepping into, pivoting into a new career. Maybe it's uh, writing a book, finally. These these big things that we've wanted to um to pursue and to do, uh, especially as we start looking at 2018 and this idea of goal setting and, and you know, living a different, uh, starting a project, something like this. What are some lessons that uh, you learned, Kevin, along the way? Wow. Okay. A, a couple of lessons here. One is the importance of starting and the importance of doing. You know, it is easy to just sit back and dream, but take a step. Clarity comes through action. Um, so take a step. Uh, another one, I just cannot overemphasize. One of the things I, I've, this has just been in my personal journey in so many aspects of life, but the power of asking. I remember uh, being at an event in August with, with my friend Mike Kim, his Influence and Impact Conference. One of the things I left out of there in, in the week or so that followed, I realized that I need to stop saying no for others and allow them the opportunity to say yes for themselves. Now, what does that mean? There are a lot of times that there's this idea to invite somebody in or to approach someone or to invite someone to be a guest on the podcast or interview, whatever, whatever, in which, oh, they'd never do that. Gosh, we just said no for them. And we may have robbed them, deprived them of the opportunity to either say yes, which would be awesome, or even no for themselves. So just stop. Stop it. I mean, that's one of the things for me. Stop it. Stop saying no for other people. Give them the opportunity to say yes or no for themselves. And amazing things happen when you ask. And there are people, there are people we did not even know that we invited to be part of the summit. And the power of purpose just drew them in. And they're like, I'm in. And we're like, really? I mean, you try not to say that in the conversation, but that's what's going through your mind. Really? Cool. And so this whole idea, the power of asking, the, the other one that I would say, the, cha the challenge of the usual suspects. And what do I mean? It, it is so easy for us to just make the list of the usual suspects. Oh, who do I know? Who is in my immediate sphere of influence or access? Well, what if you start expanding that and you just go to who are the unusual suspects and who do they know? So one of the things we did, one of the things we did was cast a net for wide for partners. And, and the question was, 
or the assumption was that everybody knows somebody that's hungry for purpose. So who do you know that's longing for purpose in their life? If you know somebody longing for purpose, we want you to be part of the partnership. We're not looking just for people that have massive mailing lists. So that's one of the things we did differently to go back to an assumption we, we changed because the basic assumption is to get as many people that have as big a mailing list as possible and bring them in. We wanted this to be our summit. And when I say our summit, I don't mean it wasn't my summit. It wasn't mine and Christy's summit. This was our summit, which for us was this whole idea, another lesson learned, stewardship versus ownership. Ownership means it's mine. And ownership, the challenge of ownership, folks, and, you know, take your hands in front of you, if, unless you're driving. If you're driving, don't put both hands, leave one on the wheel. But just look at your hands and, and turn them palm up and fingers open. That's a stewardship mentality, up and open. It's not ours. The moment you close your fingers and, you know, make a fist around that, that's mine. It's up to me to control this. That's mine. Okay, so we had to keep reminding ourselves. We were stewards of the summit, not the owners of the summit. The summit was was uh, an idea that was came our way. We wanted to steward it. So what do we do that stewards this well? So be be stewards, not owners. And, and when you have palm up and open, you know, it's easy to invite other people in and give them a seat at the table. And how do you want to help? Where do you want to be involved? So that, that several ideas here. I, I think those are, those are so good because they apply to anything that someone wants to go do. One thing I see us often doing is we start off with a dream of how we want to impact the world around us. And then we go and choose a model that appeals to us and apply it. And I, I think one lesson I've learned through the summit, and this came very much through the idea that we assumed most people were familiar with this model and that it would fit. And we learned quickly that that was not the case. And I think one thing that I've, I've begun to realize is that sometimes we, we are choosing the right model or method or tool to have the impact we want. And other times we need to step back and look at what is it that we're actually trying to accomplish? And is this model or method really the best way to do it? Is writing a book the best way? And, and I think oftentimes after you think through that process, you'll probably still land on like, yes, I think so. But maybe you want to do it a slightly different way. But I think a lot of times there you know, we see people writing books and we think, well, I just, I want to write a book too. Or we see people running summits and we assume, well, Kevin and Christy ran a summit. I'd like to run a summit too. And my encouragement would to be, look at what your end goal is and the result that you're trying to reach or the impact you're trying to have and, and make sure that the model that you're choosing is actually one that will get you there. Yes. It's really good. Really good. Um, be a voice, not an echo. Find your voice and speak it. Don't don't seek to copy others. People are drawn to you when you are the most authentic version of yourself, not the best copy of someone else. Okay. And so many people in this space, it's easy to to try to go mimic someone, find someone and just go do what they do and, and follow the blueprint. And there are a lot of blueprints. So to Christy's point, find out why why are you wanting to do this? And is this really going to advance your mission? Uh, we're, we're both very mission-driven people. So, you know, is this going to advance your mission? And then how? What do you need to do it? Um, gosh, time's getting away from us here. Uh, one other thought that I want to say, lesson, be generous. Be generous. Um, 
you know, make, raise the water for all the rivers on uh, all the boats on the river. Raise the water for all the boats on the river. Just don't look at what do you do for you. And, and one other thing I have to say, we'll, we'll maybe wrap up with this. Find people that share your vision and and have the skill sets that complement yours. This summit would not have happened without a lot of people. So let, let me be very clear on this, folks. Had there not been a team of people come around, this summit would still be a dream locked in my head. Uh, so the very first person that came around was Christy. Christy and I met a couple of years, two and a half, three years ago through a program uh, where she was my coach in a program. And then there was we'd stayed in touch. And earlier this year, there was an email that Christy sent out about uh, reconnecting to her on purpose work. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So we connected. And then that opened the door for, for Christy and I to team together to do the summit. And then there were massive amounts of other people, uh, Barbara Carnario and the team from Word Revolution, who I knew through some other work. Uh, Barbara and I served on a board together. And, and I watched and saw this amazing work Barbara was doing. And so Barbara came to the table and brought her team with her, and they did all of the technology back in. And then uh, One Stone Creative, um, Megan and Audra that produced the podcast for me, they, they came on board and did all of the audio visual and some of the graphic work. And, you know, there's just this massive team effort. So, folks, don't feel you have to do it alone and don't try to do it alone. If you're doing something of significance, you can't do it alone. I'll say that again. If you're doing something of significance, you can't do it alone. So invite others in and build your team and do it as a, a community project. Uh, I love what Jeff Goins said in an interview, an earlier interview of the Higher Purpose podcast, uh, talking about their tribe conference. Any success is a community project. It's a community effort. The summit certainly was that. And Kevin, just to kind of finish on this note and, and to bring it back to what Jeff, when you're interviewed with Jeff too, is just that once you do it, once you write the book, run the project, uh, you know, have the event, do a summit, don't stop there. I, I think, you know, our tendency as human beings is to measure our success based on one thing and, and you know, to say, well, I wrote the book and it wasn't a New York Times bestseller, maybe it was, right? And, and that's the end. And I, I think one thing that we learned circling right back to the beginning of this podcast is to be faithful um, to the process. And I think when you're out to serve people, whatever route, method, model you choose, it's just to keep going with that, you know, to take what you've learned from that first go around. Absolutely. And, and to keep going. So, Christy, I just want to thank you for joining me for this conversation. It was fun. It's been fun. Thank you so much. Wow, Christy, thanks for joining me. I hope you were encouraged and inspired by our conversation. That was the whole point of it. It wasn't just to debrief the summit, uh, but to debrief the summit in ways that would inspire you to take action on what you feel called and challenged to do to make the world a better place through your pursuit of purpose. Hey, we'd love to have your feedback. If you'd go to the survey, two-question survey that you can find the links to in the show notes, we'd love to hear what you're thinking and how we can partner with you to help you navigate north in business, life, and leadership. Remember, you were meant for more. Stop settling for less. Until next time, I'm your guide, Kevin Monroe.
What will it take for you to live more on purpose in 2018? How can we help make it a reality? Feedback is a gift and we'd appreciate yours so we can better serve you. Take two minutes and complete this three question survey. Let's work together to live 2018 on purpose.